Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Two more murders, 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. Everyone has their opinions on the death penalty. Some have a very strong position on one side or the other, and some remain in the middle. On January 29th, 2002, a man was executed for what he described as a robbery gone wrong. His execution forced many to think twice about their position, especially the loved ones of the victim. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Stephen Wayne Anderson, born July 8, 1953, was incarcerated at Utah State Prison on four counts of aggravated burglary. While serving his sentence, he murdered an inmate, assaulted another, and assaulted a corrections officer. He also admitted to a handful of contract killings in Las Vegas. He was serving a life sentence and his chances of being released were non-existent. So he took matters into his own hands and escaped from prison on November 24, 1979 and fled to California. While in Bloomington on May 26, 1980, he entered the home of 81-year-old Elizabeth Lyman. He cut the telephone line and, assuming he was alone, began going from room to room. And when he entered the room of the retired piano teacher, she awoke and began to scream. Panicked, Anderson shot her in the face at close range with a 45 caliber handgun. He then covered her body, 
grabbed the casings, and began ransacking the home for money. He found only $100. But instead of fleeing the scene, Anderson prepared himself a meal in the victim's kitchen and began watching TV on her couch like he was a welcome guest. Elizabeth Lyman's neighbors thought it was odd that the woman had lights on in her home at such a late hour and called police. When they entered the home, Anderson was there on the couch. He surrendered and admitted to the murder. Stephen Anderson was sentenced to death for the murder of Elizabeth Lyman on July 24, 1981. However, his sentence wasn't a welcome one. You see, not even Elizabeth's family wanted the man to die for his crimes. Many felt he was truly remorseful for his actions. I mean, he opened all of the curtains and turned on all of the lights. He waited for hours on the couch for police to come get him. He could have left and kept living a life on the run. And while he was in prison, Stephen became known as a prize-winning poet. His poem showed a side of him that many felt deserved to live his life in prison, but not die for his crimes. Many also believed that his public defender failed to represent his, quote, extraordinarily troubled childhood to the jury that may have earned him some leniency. Despite the public opinion, on February 29, 2002, Stephen Wayne Anderson became the first condemned inmate to be put to death that year and the 10th to be executed since California reinstated the death penalty in 1992. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 30th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, Easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.